Good morning and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Monday, November 22nd, a sunny but cold day in Chicago. We're in good spirits. The Bulls won last night. It's Thanksgiving week, and hopefully we all get to see some family this week. It's going to be a very interesting week for NFTs. I'm very curious how this holiday is going to impact the market. But we're definitely going into the holiday week with a very live and somewhat bullish sentiment. I'll cover it all on today's show. We've got a lot to cover. Today we're going to hit Wolf Game, full breakdown, explain the game, look, take a look at the white paper and talk about the events of the weekend and what a roller coaster it was for the Wolf Game. Then we're going to check in on some open sea metrics and the overall bull market question. Then we'll go to our icy board, do a full market update, and look at some new joiners on the board. Then we'll go through our rotating segments. We'll do blue chip PFPs and take a look at my new top 10 PFP power rankings. We'll hit art blocks, show some green on the week, and then highlight today's curated drop ontology. And then our tool of the day, Genie XYZ, and we'll end the show with some quick security tips. Sound good? All right, well, let's get started. Top news, the dominating headline from the week, it's Wolfgame. I'm going to start by showing their OpenSea page here. So the game launched, I want to say last Thursday, 12,000 ETH already traded. It's already at almost a top 40 all-time high NFT project. Just an insane opening set of five days. Quick description, thousands of sheep and wolves compete on a farm in the metaverse, a tempting prize of wool awaits with deadly high stakes. So that's the, the very quick summary of the game from OpenSea. You can see the NFTs themselves are pixelated sheep with different characteristics as well as pixelated wolves. So that's uh, on the surface what it looks like, but there is significant amount of game theory, DeFi, yielding, and tokenomics behind this. So let's take a look at the white paper. I'll quickly walk through it. Um, <clears throat> so essentially, background is it's a farm in the metaverse. Sheep produce a healthy supply of wool. You see the dollar sign. It is a wool token. Owners are able to shear their sheep to farm, yield farm essentially that wool, stealing a concept from DeFi. But then there are wolves on this metaverse farm. They're on the hunt for sheep and the wool token. They'll take it by any means necessary. And then as we get into uh, more of the description here, so it's a wolf game is a risk protocol with novel tokenomics. It shows what's possible with interactions between different types of tokens. And for the very first time, your NFT can steal other NFT, NFTs. So the TLDR from the white paper, there will only ever be 10,000 Gen Zero sheeps and wolves. They'll be minted for 0.069. So that was the original mint cost. And then there was plans for 40,000 Gen 1 sheep and wolves to be farmed using that wool token. So that, that is the, the utility, the use case for that token. And then as sheeps, they can be staked in the barn to earn wool tokens, which then can be used, of course, uh, to buy future sheep. But to shear those, you have to pay a tax. The tax goes to the wolves. That's 20% on all shearing transactions. 
And then where this gets even more interesting, if a sheep is unstaked from the barn, the wolves try to steal all of those sheep's wool. And then when a new sheep is born, being minted, the wolves attempt to kidnap it and essentially steal the empty. So this is the, the first game where we've seen these two types of kind of battling uh, NFT characters and with the ability to actually lose an NFT. So a user could pay 0.069 mint a sheep and essentially get it stolen by a wolf. So clearly there's some real value behind the wolves in this game. And here you can see the, the initial layout of how the, the token IDs were going to play out, what the cost was going to be. Those gen zeros again at 0.069 when they, they all minted out last week. And then for the future generations, increasing wool costs. 90% um, chance to mint a sheep, 10% chance to get a wolf there on the mint. And then you can see some of the additional tokenomics here behind unstaking and the, the wolves. So that's a quick overview of what the game is and the structure. So let's talk about how this kind of played out over the weekend. So it was launched Thursday night. Uh, it, it minted out. The floor remained pretty low. I want to say it was it was you know below 0.1. Then Friday, Beanie, one of the you know biggest um, influencers on NFT Twitter, was tweeting about the floor is around 0.15. He kept touting it, but then a string of other NFT influencers got in. So Gary V jumped in, made several big wolf purchases. Zeneca, Banks, some others jumped in, and this really started catching fire. The floor ran up to three ETH, four ETH on Saturday morning. And then they essentially had their first exploit in the Gen 1 sheeps. They were, um, <clears throat> someone found a way to essentially re-roll the mint to be able to guarantee they get a wolf instead of a sheep. So the devs paused the mint. You couldn't mint anymore. Well, this led to a pretty big supply shock with no more sheep being minted as well as 99% of the sheep being staked to accumulate their wool. We saw one of the craziest price surges that I've ever seen in the NFT market in, in my you know, 10 months. The floor ripped to 7.5 ETH on Sunday. 0.15 on Friday, all the way to 7.5 on Sunday. The wool token got uh, as high as 0 0.3 US dollars. And then there was a big spaces last night on Twitter with a big announcement. And essentially they've already started talking about what is going to happen next. So the announcement last night was essentially the introdu introduction of the next phase of the game where land parcels are now being released. So there's 20,000 land parcels, uh, 10,000, which are able to be claimed for free for, from existing Gen Zero owners and then 10,000, which are being sold via a Dutch auction. And then they're also announcing farmers, which you can purchase with 10,000 wool tokens. Um, so that was the big announcement last night. As you, if you caught the floor, uh, when we showed that open C page, it has since dropped a bit. The floor sitting around 3.6 ETH when I just checked down, you know, 50%, but still up quite a bit from last Friday. Um, and the wool token is sitting around 0.12, so down quite a bit from its high as well. Um, <clears throat> this is an interesting one. So as I kind of pause and reflect on the past five days, you know, I can't deny that the success in the run-up that this product has had um, certainly has been very profitable for a lot of folks. 
Um, you know, there's a couple red flags. So they've there's been multiple exploits to this game. Um, there was one that we talked about with the re-rolling of the mint, which caused them to stop the mint of the Gen 1 NFTs. And then there was an exploit that was laid out on Twitter yesterday uh, in the staking and unstaking process, where essentially a, someone found a way to unstake in 300x the amount of wool that they're able to claim. I, I won't go into the details, but that led to the devs stopping the unsticking process. Now the second change and second dev intervention. Um, so I mean, that's a bit of a red flag, certainly the they're being active and flexible and, and working on it and being somewhat transparent with the community. It seems, um, you know, my take is at this valuation and after the run up we've seen, it's pretty, pretty risky at this point. I say, be careful. Anyone thinking about entering at this point, um, there certainly has a way to go down. And with the amount, the primary driver of the floor increase that we've seen is the supply crunch, right? 99.8% of the NFTs are locked in the staking contracts to generate wool. If the wool becomes less valuable, if more of those NFTs are unstaked, it's going to lead to a huge flux of supply, which will likely lead to a floor drop. But that being said, if you think that this game has some long-term outcomes, where certainly some feel like they do, you know, maybe it's something to consider, but certainly I can't deny the impact it's had on the market and is one that we all have to watch. All right, that, enough on Wolf Game, but let's talk about what it has done to the OpenSea marketplace. So I'm going to pull up the Dune Analytics dashboard for OpenSea here. Focus on this graph uh, on the top right, our daily volume. We, we highlighted this on Friday, questioning if the bull market was back. You know, we saw a nice surge last week before a dip late in the week. But then we spiked over 100 million again yesterday on Sunday. And then, you know, halfway into today, it looks like we're already on pace to hit 100 million again in volume. So definitely seeing a resurge here in Ethereum volume. And we have to tie a decent amount of this to the success in market interest and Wolf Game. Um, but I want to take a little bit, another step further. So I want to show a thread from Charlie Chichang. Does some nice macro NFT market analysis. So he posted a thread here just a few hours ago. Um, I'm going to highlight a few of the points. So some of the key metrics he follows, OpenSea transaction count. So this is on a steady trend up. It looks like it bottomed there about a week or two ago. Um, and we were seeing that our daily and seven day are trending above the, the trailing seven day average. As we scroll down, the next metric, the amount of ETH volume traded continues on an uptrend as well. It seems like we set a new higher low uh, a few days ago and now are trending above that as well. And then the third metric, the new daily users on OpenSea, it was a pretty clear downtrend there. And it looks like we've, we've popped above that here in the last few days. Um, so certainly a few bullish signs as we watch those three key metrics. Um, but I'm really curious how this next week is going to play out. Uh, on one side, people are probably going to be away from the markets a bit, you know, potentially spending time with family over the holidays. On the flip side, people are going to have a lot more free time on their hands. So maybe we'll see a lot more interest in the market. Certainly we'll be watching it closely here over the next few days. 
All right, that's our kind of top news and high-level market update. Let's go ahead and switch over to IC. Take a look at the, the big trenders on the three-day. So we've covered Wolf Game in enough detail, but man, 11,000 ETH, just insane volume here for a new project just in the last three days. But the next big winner on the board, Chain Runners, wasn't even on my radar a week ago. They did over 3,500 ETH in volume. The floor was as low as 0 0.05, 0 0.08. It sits now at 1.76. I'm showing their OpenSea page here. Um, I'll admit, this one has been a big surprise to me. We see the images here. It's, you know, essentially a, you know, pixelated, dystopian, sci-fi type PFP character set in the near future. Chain Runners, an homage to blockchain. Um, where these characters all interact here in their specific world or metaverse in the mega city. But it seems like people believe in the devs on this project. It seems like they've got a new, young, organic community building up with what I'm understanding is a lot of first NFT buyers are in this set. Uh, and clearly there's some real market interest. So this is going to be one absolutely to watch. Another new joiner on the IC board, the JRNY Club. Uh, which I understand is a membership NFT. It grants you access to their future NFT drops, a private community chat, uh, exclusive NFT videos, and early access to other partner NFT projects. So 2008 traded, uh, another high floor in the two, certainly uh, one to have on the radar. Mutant Apes, we'll cover in the blue chip segment, so I'm gonna skip over those. Uh, Doodles, Still having a solid three days with over 1,000 ETH, but their floor has dropped fairly significantly from highs. It's sitting around 2.5 here today, down from 3.8. Um, a few other new joiners on the board. We've got the Cryptoon Goons. This one caught some steam at the end of last week. I'm going to quickly show their open C page uh, to give a sense of what is described as these rubber hose style characters. We have hundreds of unique traits. You see that, you know, homage to like the early Disney type characters, but of course with that, uh, you know, goonish slant on them with the weapons and you know, the middle fingers, uh, guns, smoking cigarettes, that type of thing. But clearly some interest in this one. The four got above 0 0.3, I want to say, before dipping here to 0 0.2, but again, some, some steady volume. A few other new joiners on the board, uh, Feudals, Noundals, Toy Boogers, and then the last one I'll highlight here, Art Blocks, fairly low on the board, uh, right outside the top 10, which is 680 ETH. Uh, but we'll break that down in a bit more detail here uh, to come. So that is our look at the three-day board on IC and some of the new joiners here. You know, let's go ahead and take a look uh, and switch gears and go to one of Wonderland. I'm going to take to start by taking a look at the one of one overall marketplace dashboard on Dune Analytics. We can see our monthly chart for crypto art. We see that the five primary marketplaces that are highlighted in this chart are Super Rare, Foundation, Maker's Place, Known Origin, and Async. Um, we'll focus on Super Rare here today. I was curious, you know, I I follow the Super Rare Twitter bot um, on Twitter and in our Discord, and it seems like it's been humming. For most of the past week, this weekend was fairly steady. But while we've had a steady stream of sales, we just haven't had the high dollar sales that we had back in October. I think that's the primary difference. 
and it does look like uh, volume is certainly trending down on the month. So Super Rare sitting at 16.6 million or so so far this month. Um, so if you project that out with you know about a third of the month left, we're on pace to get to around you know mid 20s in volume, which is a solid month, but well below the record-setting month we had in October of 37 million. Um, so more in line with the months that we saw uh, in late summer, August and September. So curious to see how the super rare market and all of crypto art plays out the rest of this month as well, but does again, look like it's a bit down. But we do have a, a few sales to highlight. So I'll start with the top sale of the past three days. It's this piece called De Futurist Technology. The, the artist is Hexeract. Uh, description of the piece here, and you can see the animation uh, as we share the screen here. As the last human creation dissolves, entropy stops increasing, everything becomes permanent and unchanging. The story of humanity finally comes to an end. Uh, fairly dark description there uh, for this piece, but it was purchased for 40 ETH, $176,000 from Silver Poet uh, just two days ago. Again, making that the, the high sale of the weekend. And uh, the artist here, Hexeract, is also the design director at NVIDIA. So I thought that was interesting. A few other notable sales uh, in one of one world. So a piece from Maxim Zeskov sold for 32 ETH. The Botto Project sold their weekly piece for 25 ETH. So those prices are starting to come down from the genesis and what we saw early on. Uh, and then Van Armen, uh, one of the top crypto artists, sold a piece for 10 ETH as well. Some of, some of the highlights. All right, well, let's switch gears and get into our blue chip PFP segment. I'm going to start with the punk board as always. It always starts and ends with the crypto punks. Let's take a look at the sales. Felt like a quiet weekend at Punk's World, but 30 sales or so, you know, over the last three days. So not bad. And we certainly saw some decent action in the mid-range. Um, so I think the highest sale we see, pigtails were fairly hot yesterday. Two moving off the board, one at 207, which was the high sale for the weekend. And another there at 140. A few other sales in the mid-range here, 135 for pink hair, 150 for this aesthetic one, uh, 160 here uh, for the, the mosaic, which is a, a pretty low supply set, 150 for the 3D glasses, and then this albino uh, with glasses for 163 there uh, was certainly the highlights. We also saw one beautiful punch absolutely get stolen off the board here with this wild red with the glasses being uh, purchased for 72 ETH, 20% below the floor overnight here. So kudos to Punk's OTC for, for grabbing that one, which will certainly be a very profitable flip. So that's Punk's. Let's go ahead and pull up the overall set of floors from WGMI.io. You know, I think the overall story for blue chip PFPs is last week was green, this week, uh, we're starting to see some come down and some red back on the board. So that's not the case at the top. CyberKong's Genesis are up 16%, sitting at a 99 ETH floor here, the top PFP on the board. Punk's holding steady on the week, right at 87. They're actually at 90 for most of the weekend, but someone listed 87 here just a few hours ago. But certainly a solid week for, the, for Punk's holding up. Can't say the same for Bored Apes. So 
the board eight floor is at 44.5 right now, technically up on the week. But for those who were following that market closely, the floor surged all the way into the low 50s. And I want to say 52.6 or so was the highest floor that I took note of. So down, you know, a solid 15% from that high, um, which is in line with the rest of the BAYC ecosystem. So the mutants were as high as 7.5. Those have since come down and retraced to about 5.7. So down, you know, over 20%. And then the dogs, BAKC down to 2.75 from the mid threes. Um, I say not a huge surprise given the, how fast that run up was uh, across all three of those projects. Um, but, you know, certainly one to, to watch for those who are looking at a more attractive entry price for that ecosystem. Um, going down the board here, let's take a look um, at our next PFP. So Cool Cats down 5% on the week at 7.4. They're mostly holding steady. I think there's a lot of chatter and curiosity now about that Cool Cats milk token and their gamification with how popular P2E and gamification is now in this new month with Wolf Game. There's a lot of speculation uh, about Cool Cats, how that's all going to play out and what and how the market is going to be interested in that. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see some rotation from Wolf Game into the Cats. Continuing to scroll down, we covered Mutant Apes there. Cryptodes down on the week, back to a four-week floor, which seems to be the primary resistance point for them, at least over the past few weeks, but down 25% on the week. Don't really seem to be catching the same level of market attention that the whales are giving attention to it. So I'll be really curious how the rest of the month and this holiday weekend plays out for them. Mebit's down a bit at 3.55, uh, and we already covered there the the dogs. I did a Twitter thread earlier last week with my PFP power rankings. I thought I'd just quickly share it on the show today. So walking through my top 10, I've got punks number one, then board apes, mutant apes in third, cool cats fourth on the board, fifth cryptodes, cyber Kongs in sixth, probably, uh, you know, potentially surprising to a few folks seeing this list. Then me bits, the board ape kennel club doodles, and then world of women rounding out my top 10. Um, how did I go about ranking these? You know, certainly it's not just a listing of a floor price. Anyone can just check the, the floors to see that these aren't in line with that or then, of course, market cap. But those are definitely included in my formula. I took essentially a look at all-time sales volume, current floor price, the trends over the past three months, my thoughts on the current market sentiment, as well as my thoughts on their future potential. Um, so this is my initial list. I'll continue to, to share this and update it maybe every two weeks or maybe once a month just to, you know, keep to, to share my sentiment on the overall PFP marketplace and where I rank these. Um, you know, I, I think a few that I'll mention, I don't think there should be really too many surprises up top. And certainly you can debate some of the, the laddering here. But doodles, the volume that we saw, in the last two to three weeks with that project in what was certainly a bear market certainly caught my attention. Um, the floor has retraced quite a bit, as I mentioned, 3.8 to 2.5. If these start dipping below two, uh, I'll start paying even more attention to them. Um, and they are certainly on my short list to acquire. I don't currently own any. And then world of women, <clears throat> you know, we've 
this NFT space is so heavily male dominated. We certainly need to have a successful female-based project on the board. World of Women seems to be the leader of that pack. We've certainly seen uh, a bit of an increase in the, the female projects as of late. But with the Coinbase announcement, them being highlighted, Gary Vee and several other influencers back in that project, that one seems to be the leader again. And I think we have to include them in the power rankings. But curious for others' thoughts on how they would rank their top 10. Feel free to interact in our in the, the show notes, react to this Twitter thread um, for, for your thoughts. I'd love to, love to hear them. All right. Well, that takes us through Blue Chips uh, PFPs. Let's take a look at art blocks. I'm going to go back to the WGMI board and take a look at some of the highlights. At the highest level, uh, I was looking at the seven-day, two-thirds of art blocks curated projects are green on the week. Uh, which is certainly I think, the first time we can say that in a long time. Uh, most are still red on the 30-day. So over the past month, most are still down. But certainly any indication of green, uh, we will take for those who are deep in the art blocks world. But let's highlight a few of the specific projects. So Fidenza's shouldn't be a surprise leading the pack. Their floor is up 50%. It was a thin floor um, last week, but it's already back at 130 I want to say it got as low as 72 at one point. Um, elevated deconstructions, actually right on the week, but fairly steady there at 57. Ringers steady at 55 as that third project. We'll be curious if and when they flip uh, elevated deconstructions again. Archetype caught a lot of noise in the past week. They got fairly low, but are now back to 17.5, up 16% on the week. Unigrid's up. They've gotten down the single digits. They're now back at 11, which was a 37% increase for them. Subscapes steady at 9.8. Squiggles pretty steady there at 8.5. Meridians steady at 8. Fermentes is one of the biggest winners of last week, up at 7.49, 87% gain on the week. Singularities up 22% at 5.9. Fragments back up from their... Low on the fours, they hit 5.4 here, up 35% on the week. Alien clocked down a little bit. Phase was also one of the big winners. They're back in the mid fours. They were as low as the twos. Uh, I was seeing them move. So, again, nice to see some green on the board. Um, there is a curated drop here going on in just 34 minutes. The project is called Autology. The artist is Steganon. Uh, we see the Dutch auction mechanics. It starts at 8 ETH. It's going to be a fairly fast, dropping every five minutes to a low resting price. So they're going back to the 0.1 min price. I don't think we'll get there. Uh, <clears throat> I'll lay out my over-under here uh, in a few minutes. But what is kind of a description of the project? It's about you know, not only how we interpret art, but how art can interpret itself. Each piece has its source code embedded imperceptibly within the image itself. So the source code is literally part of the artwork. Pretty cool concept, I have to say. I don't know that we've seen that where the code is actually embedded in the image. Um, it is a stenography-based project. You know, I've seen some of the testaments. They look pretty cool. They're all fairly different. You get a sense of the vibe here by looking at Mint Zero. Um, I'll certainly be actively watching this one. A few thoughts. So the drop from last week, Asimica, we talked about on Friday's show, it minted out at two ETH. 
it turned out it got heavily botted. I think bot bots picked up over 500 or so, which then led to 500 or 50% of the supply being listed for sale. Asimica is now the floor curated project. It is below 0.5. I think the floor is like 0.47. So I think there's a bit of trepidation in the market uh, from a minting perspective based on Asimica's performance. So my gut is the over-under for this curated drop with 1,024 supply is below last week. I want to set my over-under for this curated drop right at 1.5. I won't be surprised if it mints out, you know, around that two ETH mark. Um, I'd be somewhat surprised if it gets much lower than 1.5 just for for curated in, in that brand. But certainly one to watch. And it's really been pretty up and down from a minting standpoint lately. But that takes us through our blocks. Uh, tool of the day. We haven't done this in a little bit, so I wanted to, to bring it back for today's show. This tool called Genie, Genie XYZ. So they've actually got, I'm going to show their website here, introducing Genie, the metaverse's aggregator. Um, it's all about aggregation and allowing uh, bigger plays, more aggregate action across marketplaces from a central tool. Um, they've got two primary products, Genie Swap and Genie List. So Genie Swap, first ever NFT marketplace aggregator on Ethereum. Genie users can buy, sell, and trade across major NFT marketplaces in a single transaction, whether it's one or 20 NFTs. They support ERC-721s on OpenSea, NFTX, NFT20, and Rarible with ERC-1155s coming soon. Um, they did a lot of testing in August. Folks who are familiar in the market have probably saw some Genie sweeps taking place. Um, so what does this mean? The primary use case is, let's say a user wants to sweep the floor of a project by 10 or 20 NFTs. Previously, you had to go through, click each one and try to click buy as fast as you could. The reason for that is, you know, there's so many eyes on, especially the blue chip projects, when people see whales buying, they'll also try to jump it. So it can be difficult to try to buy 20 uh, you know, at the lowest price without being interfered with. So that's what this Genie tool allows you to do. They have a nice interface where you can input essentially how much ETH you want to spend. They'll tell you how many NFTs of that specific product you're allowed to buy. You go through the transaction and then you'll buy, let's say, 20 cool cats right off the floor. And for anyone who's been in any of these project discords or on NFT Twitter, the genie sweeps create just pandemonium in the streets, in the discords. Absolutely. It's one of the, the more fun events, especially if you own a project to see these genie sweeps come in. Um, so now that they're rolling out to a more public audience, I think we'll see more and more genie sweeps being take, uh, taken place. And their other product, uh, Genie List, allows you to batch list your NFTs for sale on one or more marketplaces simultaneously. You know, for folks to do more, Mass minting, mass buying, it takes a long time to go through and list all your NFTs for sale. Certainly one way to do it much faster will be very well received from the market. So check out Genie XYZ. We'll post the link in our show notes after the show. Last topic for today, uh, just a brief stint on security. So uh, we are on a DFS network. There is a DFS uh, personality who posted a video this weekend about losing his board ape and other of his NFTs uh, through a Discord hack. 
Um, so this is something we're seeing more and more of. It seems like NFTs are getting stolen really on a daily basis at this point. Uh, it feels very frequent in the board Ape community, especially, but that's probably just what we're seeing because of the price point. Um, Punk 6529, you know, one of the sharpest minds in the NFT community has a Twitter thread out here on how to secure your NFTs. So I'm not going to go through this 30 post thread. I'll include it in our show notes. I encourage everyone to go through this and learn about NFT security. But, you know, at the, at the simplest level, everyone who's trading NFTs needs a hardware wallet. So MetaMask is considered a hot wallet. It's just everything is online. You need... Uh, a Ledger Nano X or some version of a hardware wallet. If you're trading more than you know one or two thousand dollars of activity, it provides essentially a physical two FA to any type of transaction that you're going to interact with on the blockchain. I'm admittedly not an expert in security and how all the different wallet types um, are different from a technical perspective, um, but I will say that as soon as I got a hard hardware wallet, I was able to sleep much more easily at night with my high value NFTs on that wallet. Um, certainly a lot of folks still will do some interactions with just a MetaMask wallet, uh, potentially for speed. And, and you know that can be okay, as long as you are moving your NFTs to that hardware wallet at some point, if you are, are looking to hold them for a decent amount of time. But you know, from what we've seen in the ecosystem right now, if you were simply using a MetaMask wallet, um, hot wallet, it's not a matter of if your NFTs are going to get stolen. It's likely just a matter of when. Um, so spend some time, go through Punk6529's thread, do some NFT security research on your own, identify a hardware wallet to purchase, go through the setup process. It's going to take a little bit of time. It took me about an hour to sit down and install. Uh, my Ledger Nano X. Um, but again, it's certainly worth it. You will sleep much better with your NFTs and hardware wallet. And as I think about onboarding new users into the space, and one regret from my perspective is not starting out with one because of the gas fees to move NFTs from uh, a hot wallet to your hardware wallet. It can get expensive if you're moving you know, dozens or even 50 to 100 NFTs for, for bigger users. Um, so those who start out with one, uh, can essentially avoid all those gas fees and just start to purchase NFTs directly from there. So we'll post more details in the show notes here for our users. That's it. That is our show for today. Um, no show this Friday. We are going to be off for the holidays, going to be spending some time with my family. But we will be back next week to recap the holiday week here. Um, we're going to be back Monday and Friday next week. And then likely in December, we will be sh uh, shifting to Tuesdays. So look for that to come. Uh, but to our listeners, I do hope you're able to unplug a bit here this week. Um, spend some time with your family. Enjoy the holiday weekend. And most of all, stay safe in those NFT streets. We'll talk to you all soon. Have a good weekend. Goodbye.